Welcome back, guys. It's the morning mixtape. Yep. What's yeah, up? Yeah. What's up? Um, I'm joined today by the big LB. Let's let's do some cool. applause on that one. Yeah. Please. If I if the sound guy was ever ready, man. The sound guy is never ready. Yeah. I mean, I just have to open a laptop, but welcome back to the morning mixtape. <laughs> it is us, the big HR and the big LB back at it again. It's been two weeks. There it is. There, there it is. is. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you, sound guy. Yeah, He's always you. he is always, I tell you, man, that guy, he we need to fire him or something. Fire him. I mean, you have to hire him essentially to fire him. So yeah, that's true. I mean, well, wouldn't we have to fire him if he was getting a paycheck? I mean, if he was if he was making money from this show, wouldn't we have to hey, hey, somebody made 49 cents last month. <laughs> Who was it? Was it you? Was it me? Which one? Well, I thought we were splitting everything 50-50. So no, I'm just kidding. So 49 cents, let's see, divide that by two and carry the four. That's I'm rich, man. You're 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 radio rich. I'm yeah, right. Oh man, it's been a crazy week, man. Past two weeks, actually. Yep, 2020 back at it again. Oh my god. It's you know, it's it's weird because I'm still so I'm still trying to heal my voice, but it was rough. I sounded like freaking raspy, man. Like it was crazy. I, I still think it would be a good sound for you, honestly. I mean, because raspy seems to get raspy the ladies. Is, yeah, ras, raspy is the new is the new uh, velvet voice. I've been raspy since you've met me, so it doesn't really. I've always been raspy, so it, for mm. me, it, it's no change. Right. It's just it's not. It, I've never been raspy. I've always had a a clear voice. Not me. Yeah. It's always been that Daughtry. Uh, I guess it would be like. Daughter, who else has another real raspy voice? Oh, oh the guy from CCR. Yeah, uh, John Fogarty. There it is. I've yeah. always had that type of voice where there's always a little bit of crackle to it. It's like a yeah. nice fireplace in the winter. There's always a little crackle. Is he from Boston? Because he has. from? He has. So I I listened to a CCR song the other day, and it was I think it was Proud Mary, and uh, he 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 talks like he's from Boston because he's a row roiling. Roiling, roiling on the real bomb. I think he's, but I think they're from, I think they're from like, uh, I think he's from the South. I'm not too sure. I'm, I'm going to check the Google machine because. Yeah, I'm going <laughs> to, I'm, I'm just doing that right now. Let's see. But, John Fogarty. I didn't, F O. Oh, I know how to spell it. Why am I? I mean, he's from Berkeley, California. So I guess they told him to do that or he well, just decided to do that. Or maybe that's just how he talks. Maybe. Dude, but I cannot believe. Chadwick Boseman, the Black Panther, died of colon cancer. Dude, that is crazy. Hey, at least it wasn't COVID, you know, so that COVID can't take another one. But, yeah, I mean, that sucks, dude. Because I, I, I liked him. Well, I saw the story floating around, and I I, because I don't follow too much on, um, on, like, superhero stuff. But I saw that he passed away, and I said, who is this? So I looked it up, and I looked at his age 43 or 42 oh i think it was 43 God, well, he, far when, away. <laughs> well he made when he made black panther um he made a, like four movies or five movies and while he was making the movies he had cancer like i mean you know that had to be hard especially like black panther as much running around moving and he he was fighting cancer then he had stage three from what i was reading uh he had stage three and it progressed to stage four and i mean dude it took his life 2020 strikes again oh man 
I'm not a fan of 2020, dude. Just 2020 has just been a weird year. It really has. We have so much freaking unrest going on, especially all the stuff going on in Kenosha. Why? Well, you got to remember, I have a family member that's a, a newscaster out of La Crosse, Wisconsin. Oh, really? And she's not near it, but she said the whole state's in turmoil. Like, I've talked to her. She's, I mean, I feel bad for it. Well, and not to mention, so one of my coworkers last week passed the cancer mm, and then i had yeah oh shoot i loved her name her, her name was michelle she she was just like me loud obnoxious got stuff done very driven uh rest in peace michelle you know i love I, I love her she was great she was my yeah. i used to she loves purple like that was her favorite color oh but yeah she at her desk she would literally have all these like trolls and all this stuff and i have to i shared a desk with her in the morning because i was part of the opening crew she was part of the afternoon crew and I used to move her stuff around and she would wail on me. She would get so mad at me. And every day I would do it. I just love to torment her. Um, and then we got these new chairs. So like we, we combined branches there for a little bit when I, when I was back in my, my past life doing um, um, staffing, uh, we all got new chairs and she refused to get a new chair. She loved her chair. I mean, in the back was falling. So they bought her a purple cover to go over it. Uh, and then the next day uh, on my um, uncle's, it's, it's my dad's, um, sister's husband mm -hmm. uh his family uh his name is marty he passed like all within like two days so next week i have to go to a couple funerals but um and with this covid um michelle lived in illinois so with covid you can only go to the gravesite you have to be socially distanced there's a small number so like everybody has to take their turn to the gravesite I'm like you can't even mourn the dead i mean yeah. it sucks my wife uh went back to school yeah, how's that going? Uh, no, pretty rough, actually. I mean, it's it's getting better. Reality, everybody's going to get it. I mean, it's to that point now where I think people have <laughs> have come to the the note that at some point you're going to get it because people yeah. are being a lot more free with things now. Not everybody's going to get it, baby, because we went to get tested, and guess what? We tested negative. Thank you, sound guy, for being on time this time. Appreciate it. I, I like how I like how you just hit the button and looked away like you were looking at a, a production team with the sound guy. You looked at him there like, is yeah, a what's full up? production team behind this plexiglass here. Yeah, they're, right. They're it's your dog. Uh, dude. So, no, but I mean, it's it's crazy. This year has been just it is, insane. It has, man. Um, you know, we have more unrest. Obviously, we just talked about in Kenosha. Uh, we have more people getting sick from COVID-19. Um, I know the Metro East speaking of COVID-19 is their, their numbers are starting to shoot up again. And if they don't calm it down, if they can't get it to stay normal, uh, then they're probably going to have to go back to what code orange or whatever. And it's just going to, you know, everybody's going to have to stay home. Look, man, I'm, I'm to the point now where, I mean, being honest, um, as you, as you know, my political views, I try not to, I try not to project them on the show, but every, everybody mm -hmm. knows what my political views are. Do I think COVID is a real thing? Yes. I think it's a real thing. And you know how I know it's a real thing? I had it. Yeah. I know. Mm -hmm. um, and my voice is just now getting back to normal. Like the last couple of shows, you guys could hear the coughing, the, the things like that. It, it, I'm I'm just now getting back to normal, like where I can yeah. actually, you know, whatever. But in reality, people are fed up being, you know, put down. Like, okay, it's like, it's, it's like a, a kid. They're not supposed to touch the stove, but they touch it anyway. Well, in the same sense, the are the government, local and city, and everybody, the government, they're trying to keep people locked in. Where in history do you lock down people that aren't sick? Where has that ever happened in history? It hasn't. We're locking down people that are not sick. 
is it a reality of COVID? Yes, I am not taking away. And people have died and it is bad. And, you know, but in the same sense, when we're restricting what people can do and freely live, that's that's a liberty issue. That's not a COVID issue. That's them trying to take away freedoms. And I'm not okay with that anymore. Like, I'm done with it. I think I think a lot of people are done with it. You know, I think that this COVID thing is just so unknown right now. You don't know what this what what it'll do. And even though people are getting sick and the numbers keep rising and stuff like that, you know, are the numbers real? Do the numbers well, I, actually project what is actually going on? No, and that's the problem is they have yeah. they they're so liberal with the numbers anymore. I mean, it's so liberal that we're saying that oh, if, if you had a comorbid condition, you had two weeks to live, and you go to the hospital and you're on your deathbed and you're not functioning, but somebody in the hospital has COVID and you're kind of the number. I think the numbers are so screwed up. I don't think we know the reality of it. I think the American people don't, are are there. I mean, I'm seeing people that were scared to death to be outside of the house that are coming out and talking to the neighbors and doing stuff because yeah. they're like, if I'm going to get it, I'm going to get it. Mm-hmm. I mean, it, it, I don't want to take away from the severity of it. Try walking around with a raspy voice and it wasn't even COVID related and people Dude, were just freaking I smoke. out. I smoke, which is bad. And, and don't smoke for our, for our listeners out there. Don't smoke. I'm, I'm mm-hmm. in the process of trying to quit yet again. Um, but I have smokers cough. So I'd go into the store and I would, I would cough a little bit and it, dude, it was like, people would run from you, which I thought was yeah. kind of funny. But in reality, it's like, okay, so you're required to wear a mask. And I see the back and forth on I can see people say, well, it's not to protect you, it's to protect other people. Well, I understand that. I, I believe, you, you know, there's a freedom here. I, I mm-hmm. Do I believe people should wear a mask? I don't know. I, I don't know where I stand on it because now that I had it, why am I worried about it? You hear about right. that one guy in China. Oh, he got it twice. Yeah, he got it twice. Okay, understand. But now they're seeing that T cell count. Some people are just naturally immune to it by nature. They're they're finding that people that had the flu shots are more immune to it. I think that this has been a bigger problem. We we caught on to it at March, but I think it was already a big problem before this. Like I'm a firm yeah. believer that now. I've talked to people that says, you know, I was around people with COVID, didn't get it. I've been this. I'm I'm thinking I, they don't know because they're trying to they're more looking at the vaccine than they're looking at what's causing it you know you you can't you can't run a marathon and start on the last lap sometimes you have to start from the beginning and i think a lot of people and a lot of they're trying to find the end game before they find the source you you Mm -hmm. can't run a marathon and run only the last 100 yards you have to literally start and run the whole path um i i i don't know if i'm for and the thing is i'm saying i don't know because i just don't know but i don't know if i'm for people having to have a vaccine, having to do this. I, I don't know because right. for one, they're rushing trials. Stuff that takes two or three years to do, they're rushing and trying to get it done in a couple months. Our test took two hours to get the results back and we showed up negative. Yeah, but here's the thing though. So you showed up negative, right? Mm-hmm. That doesn't mean that, you, it just means you didn't show symptoms then. It doesn't mean that you couldn't show symptoms right. later. No, and they, and they, and the, in the email, they told us, hey, you know, even though you're negative, Still monitor your symptoms, you know, for for the next 14 days and make sure that, you know, they don't worsen if they do come back and get another test. And, and, you know, and going back to the whole coffin thing, walking around coffin, my my sister-in-law, she's pregnant with her second child and she's got that pregnant cough. And I don't know if your wife had that when she was pregnant with a little man, but she's got when she when she got later, later in her pregnancy, she did get a cough. Yeah. When she's work, she she's uh, she's coughing. And people are like looking at her and she's like, no, it's just pregnant cough. I went to the doctor Friday morning and it was, it was a um, neurologist with somebody for the nerves because I, you know, have that RSD in my arm and uh, I had to go see a doctor for the veterans. It was like kind of a checkup or whatever. And I get in there, I sit down, we're talking. He, he's like, oh, we get halfway through the, you know, my evaluation. And 
Um, he goes, oh, I meant to ask you these questions. Like he didn't even ask me. So he goes through and then he pulls out this checklist. Do you have a fever? Do you have this? Do you have that? Do you have this? Do you have that? I'm like, no. I, he's like, well, you missed your appointment. It was for a couple months, like a month ago or uh, almost two months now. And he's like, well, you missed your appointment last time. I'm like, yeah, because I had COVID. And he, the first thing the doctor did, he took his mask off. Like the first mm-hmm. thing he did. He, he's like, okay. I said, because I had COVID, I missed it. He's like, okay. And he just flipped his mask off. He's like, okay, I'm not worried about getting it from you now. So he goes, I can breathe again. Yeah. And I'm thinking a doctor just did that. A doctor. <laughs> right. So he, so obviously, I mean, he's not an epidemiologist or anything like that, but he literally was like, okay. And just flipped his mask off. Like, okay, you already had it. Cool. Cause he knew that I missed my appointment from before because it was in July. Yeah. I had COVID. So is it, so, is it, I wonder, I'm wondering if this is like chicken pox where you can only get it once. I think, I don't think they know. I think they're more relating it to the flu where it mutates. Cause you know, do you know how a virus mutates that, that you know, most people don't realize how a virus actually mutates. Mm-hmm. So what happens is you get a virus and, and right now the people that are getting COVID now, you know, cause if you look at the death rate, it's dropping as the, the numbers are soaring. And right. it's because it's, it's like, it's like making a copy on a copy machine. You know, you make it once, it's still crystal clear, but you make it a million times, it, it waters down, it, it, it fades out. And that's and that's kind of the version that I think that my wife and I got. I think the people now are getting it's still certain people, it's still bad. But what happens is it has to transfer, it has to mutate. So it has to transfer through, um, it has to transfer through like an animal or a different membrane in order to mutate. Because, you know, if, if it, how do I put it? If it goes through something else, it literally, has to like if it's going from human to human it, it clears out pretty quickly yeah. but what what tends to happen is is uh but it has to it has to transmit through a an animal or something in order to mutate to come back and redo it that's what the flu does it transfers through animals and then things of that nature so let's let's uh I, I don't know if you heard about this but you know uh when i was just looking up random news i found a story from wuhan China. Okay. And it was a story on a large number of people. Remember Lake of the Ozarks back when coronavirus was still new and everybody rushed down to Lake of the Ozarks for, I think it was Memorial Day. And one guy had it and nobody got it. Right. Well, here's the thing. So people got pissed off that everybody was down at the Lake of the Ozarks during COVID and we're still in COVID. And here comes a story from Wuhan, China, and everybody is in a pool party. And they are shoulder to shoulder, dude, shoulder to shoulder and no mask, no mask. So it's like, okay, you blackballed the group that went to the Lake of the Ozarks and here comes China and people there and playing, being in a pool party and they're shoulder to shoulder and they don't have any protection. It's like, it, and, and they, they acted like there was nothing going on. Like, huh? Coronavirus. What? Yeah. Well, and, and that's isn't that bull? Well, my personal thought of it is on the back end of it. Um, is reality. We don't know how it spreads. I know they say it's aerosol. They said it's by, you know, um, transmitting. They said a lot of different things. They said aerosol. They said uh, hard surfaces. It can live on a surface for, what, three days or something like yeah, that? Yeah, I mean, and they found it's it's not that at all. See, but the problem is, though, and this is where I have a problem with it, it's fear-mongering. They're, they're trying to make it seem so severe that you can't leave the house. Well, you know, that worked for 20, 30 days. That worked, yeah. But it, but in reality, how do I put this? But in reality, they're just scaring people because you know you get people. You can you know I okay I agreed. We I we can go back and if you if you can hear us in our past episodes, we have actually talked about this the same point where you even said yourself I don't mind staying at home I don't want to get it because you were scared, 
and it wasn't a scare, like a, a fear of like, I'm not going to leave my house. You just didn't want to get it. Well, I mean, let's be realistic. I don't want to get the flu. I don't want to get a cold. I don't want to get any of it, mm-hmm. but you still live your life. It's an associated risk of being alive. You, you see what I'm saying? Like yeah, yeah, you and I, but it's, a, it's associated risk being alive. So for me, for you, for whoever's listening, you're going to get it. You may have already gotten it. You might not have even realized. You may be asymptomatic. Yeah, but you remember they were talking about asymptomatic super spreaders too, where Mm -hmm. they didn't know they had it and they're they're just going around spreading to everybody. And they're saying now they're finding the new new reports coming out, I think from the New England England Journal of Medicine and a couple of ones overseas, because I do read on it a lot. They're saying that asymptomatic people probably aren't transmitting it because their body's fighting it off and it's not, you know, whatever. So it's like, okay, so in the beginning, we had all these lockdowns. I mean, just these massive, massive, massive lockdowns. Everybody in the nation, except for what, um, like North, Texas. like South Dakota, Texas. Yeah. That governor up there in the, one of the Dakotas, man, she, she rocked it out. I, think, I mean, she, I think Iowa didn't go on lockdown. I, I, they all went, everybody went on a, a modified form of lockdown. But like, yeah. you know, look at St. Louis, look at Illinois, where you, you know, they're, Chicago's doing oh. a thing right now. Chicago's doing a thing right now to see who can do the best idea for outside dining in the middle of winter in Chicago. Mm-hmm. It's like, who's going to sit outside when it's snowing and it's 12 degrees below zero? <laughs> I'm not. I'm not either. But all this has done is destroyed the American economy. I mean, it's destroyed it. I mean, mm-hmm. you know, we were having record GDP growth, record, and then boom, it's gone. Yeah. And, and I'm and I'm trying not to be too political with it, but let's be real here. This seems more like a way to destroy our economy and break the spirit of the people more so than a virus. Because you know what? We had smallpox. We had the Chinese flu that came in in the 68. We've had, you know, even when polio was running rampant, we didn't lock anybody down. This is the first time in history that somebody has locked down a healthy population and mm-hmm. told them you can't go anywhere over a virus that, if you look at the real numbers, is has the same death rate as the flu. I want to I want to switch topics here real quick because I know a lot of people are just done with the coronavirus, the DNC. And, and we talked about this before that you and I both didn't watch the DNC, but I caught up on a little bit of it. And I thought it was really interesting. And I'm not trying to look, I don't want to get political, but we're about to, I guess. Michelle Obama at the DNC took the stage and she was talking about kids in cages down in in El Paso, I guess. Hold on now. She blamed our president for creating the, basically building those cages, creating those cages, putting those kids in cages, separating kids from families, doing all this, doing all... What the f- what a little man bleep me, but what the f- you bad word? Yeah, considering that Obama's the one that passed the law. Exactly, Obama was the one that started separating the families. It wasn't Trump. I saw the greatest meme the other day about all this. So somebody, you know, Joe Biden is running for president of the United States. Sleepy Joe. Okay, here's my thing on it. He's been in politics pretty much his whole adult life, and he has mm-hmm. gotten nothing done. But everybody wants to blame Trump. And he's only been there for three years. And, and, and we had record growth. We had record job. We had record un, uh, unemployment drop. I mean, right. we had all this stuff. You know, my thing is, though, you can go back to 2015 and listen to the rap songs. Everybody mentions Trump. They want to be yeah. like Trump, Trump's thing. He, you know, nobody had a problem with him. 2016, he takes like he's the biggest racist in the world. Yep. I'm thinking to myself, listen to what Joe <laughs> Biden says. Listen to what he says. Yeah. If you don't vote for me, you're not black. I mean, he, he said that he was, uh, what he say about Obama? Oh, it, it's it's refreshing to have a black man that's a ticket. I'm like, are you, if, if you're talking about racism and you're turning around, he's making statements like this. <laughs> I'm thinking, what is going on? Like my mind is just blown by this entire thing because it's like, this is not about a presidency. This is about blood. Mm-hmm. 
And it bothers me because you know what? The, the silent majority, which is a, is pretty massive right now. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I'm not going to cater to the BLM. I'm sorry. I'm not because you no. know what? If, if you're black, you're white, you're Hispanic, you're Asian. I don't care. You're a human being. Like I have no quarrels with anybody, but I'm not going to sit there and tell me because I'm white and I'm going to be told that I, I have to pay for something that I didn't do. And I was born with a silver spoon in my hand. You know me, LB. I grew up poor. Mm-hmm. <laughs> there I did too, no, man. I know. I, I mean, I, I got to where I'm at by working hard, not making excuses. Right. I, I see people that had less than I did and get handouts and still achieve more than me. I've seen people that had nothing less than me and achieve more than me. Yeah. I, I'm just sorry. I don't believe it. the color of your skin. It dictates who we are. I just don't believe it. I, I because you know what? I, I single parents generally have less successful kids by nature, black, white. It doesn't matter. Single moms, you know, they don't have a father in their life. I mean, mm-hmm. the family and is what creates that, the person. And that if look statistically, if you look at a certain group of people that live in, let's say a city, half of their dads, their dads are not there. They're, they're not existent. They're not a part of the kid's life. And most, most of the time it's, it's, I hate to say this, but most of the time it is African-Americans who have to go through that. They, I think, they I think get, the statistic from the census said something like 75% of African-American children are born without a father. Exactly. Yeah. That, and, that, that's, you know, that's insane to me. It is insane. It sucks. It's stupid. Be a freaking dad. You know, I mean, my wife and I chose not to be, not to be parents, but she said, if we ever did get pregnant, we're keeping the kid and we're going to be the damn good parents that we can be to What's this causing, kid. It's, it's causing and I was one, look, I'm, I'm a white 35 year old male. And I was one that did grow up without a dad. Yeah. I, you know, I'm just tired of the fear mongering all the way around. I, I'm tired of excuses. And that's one reason why I like president Trump because he doesn't make excuses. If he says he's going to do it, he just does it. But he, you I, know, the thing is though, you know, he's I, running an uphill battle. That's all he, that's all he's doing. For he is. I mean, from the get go, he's been he's been fighting. He's been fighting. But on Obama had his his FBI cronies freaking spy on him before he was even president. Yeah. It, it's and there. I, and look, I don't agree with everything that Trump's done. I don't mm. agree with a lot of it. I I don't. I think he needs to stay off of Twitter. I think that's oh, just I agree a given. That. Yeah. But if you look at what he's done statistically, he has just done so much in four years than any other president in the United States. He did more than Bill Clinton. He did more than Obama. He did more than uh, George Bush, you know? He H- did more. H-dub, yeah. Yeah, I mean, he did, he did, he's doing a lot. And well, here's, here's my you're thing not, with all and, that. and the reason if you're not seeing this, it's because the media is not talking about it. Well, and, and, and the reality is from the day he started, from the day he took office, they were trying to find him. And they, I mean, yeah. what was the what was the one? It was a congresswoman that said, "Let's impeach this mf'er on live TV when she got elected." Yeah. Like, I mean, it, you're going to sit there and tell me that this wasn't pre pre thought out, pre whatever. I mean, they had my look at the Michael Flynn problem. You know, he he was. I mean, they came in there, didn't announce that they were there. They did ran an investigation spy. I mean, even the FBI agents like, there's nothing to this guy, and they still they had irreputable and undeniable truth. Where I never saw it. Mm-hmm. I mean, His the worst- only thing is. The, the, the whole thing, the Democrats, they made themselves look like fools this entire time. The problem is the coronavirus. That's what changed people's mind. Because if if the coronavirus never would have happened, this would not have been a race. This right. would have been like, okay, we tried to impeach him. We have mud on our face. This is what we're doing. Uh, man, I, I'm just, I'm so tired of hearing about it. Like, I don't even watch the news anymore. I, I turn on the news at 6-11 every day on Channel 2. 
you know why I do that? Because that's when the weather comes on and then I turn it off. I don't even watch right. because everything's so doom and gloom all the time. I'm just done with it. Like I'm tired of hearing about it. Well, I mean, if, if Nancy Pelosi and Chuck Schumer didn't have such a hard on to get Trump out of office, they are his worst enemies right now. If you, if you look at, if you listen to Nancy Pelosi, she just talks about everything wrong that Trump is doing. And if you listen to Chuck Schumer, he's doing the exact same thing. Basically he is the puppet of, but Nancy can you tell Pelosi. me, can you tell me one thing that they've done in all exactly. the years in politics? What exactly. have they done? They look, they, they went in to Congress to try to pass another bill for coronavirus help. They couldn't do it. They couldn't do it. They sat there deadlocked. They couldn't do it. So guess who had to go and, and do an executive order? Our president. Which which in, in, in the only time, so mark this on your calendar, the only time that Nancy Pelosi has been correct was that he cannot write an executive order. I know what he did. It, it, it's already in lawyers. They're, they're going to rescind that order because he, he can't legally say, okay, I'm going to give you money. Yeah. And this is what you're going to do. But I don't think he ever intended for it to be that way. I think it was like, okay, well, you're not going to get the ball moving. I'm going to do it right. to get it moving. Right. But, but even Nancy Pelosi went on there and says uh, they were they were going to make a call to try to get the stimulus package out. And there, I mean, it's like, okay, the stimulus package is about the people. Get the economy going. Get the wheels turning. It's there. Here's the problem. They're trying to add in money to save cities that are burning that they told Trump not to help with. But now they're asking for money to help stop their burning cities. Mm -hmm. You've got those, the couple out of St. Louis, the one that defended their home. McCloskey's. They're going to court. Yeah. But they talked at the RNC. Yeah. They talked and, and they're getting backlash for that. I, but here's the thing though. Uh, did you see that meme I posted on my, my Facebook page where it says mm -hmm. uh, a Lightfoot out of uh, Chicago yeah. had to say, had to protect her family. But then they had a picture of those two and says, it's okay for you for ask this up to protect your family, but right. they're not allowed to protect theirs. That's, and that's it's like, cool. it's like, but see, that's the thing is it's, it's not two sided. What you do right. to one, um, the law of motion for every action there's a separate, but separate, but yet equal reaction. Mm -hmm. So we can battle about this all day long, but you're going to sit there and say, I want my family, my home to be protected. But when somebody else does it, you want them to go to jail. I mean, we have what's her, what's her face down there in St. Louis, the gardener, whatever her name is. Oh, she's Kim, looking at me. Kim Gardner. Kim, oh my God. She's, she is terrible. Oh yeah, she's awful. She yeah. is terrible. She I mean, was the she... one that let go a ton of protesters from the last time that St. Louis rioted. They were in but jail, but and she notice? said, "You know what? Set them free." What? Uh, they just sat up. Hold on. They just sat a ton of businesses on fire. KMOV, KTBI, KSDK. They're all reporting on this, and they're all got. They all have live cameras down there, and all you see are people in the streets doing donuts, setting things on fire. They're 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 just running amok, and half of those people, you know, a good portion of the protesters were arrested for crimes they, because they were committing crimes and Kim Gardner just lets them go willy nilly. Oh, they didn't mean to slap them on the wrist. You're bad boy. Just go, just go be with, go be with your family. It's cool. You know, we know you didn't. Yeah. But it. then, but then they're trying oh. to put them in jail for felonies. It's like, well, yeah, because they need to be in jail for felonies. Why do you think the American people are fed up? They, they're just fed up. I'm fed up with it. I'm, I'm glad. And this is one reason why I'm glad I live in the country because I know if things go to hell in the handbasket, I know where I can go. I know how to survive. I can plant food. I can eat food. I can hunt food. I can fish. I, I have, mm -hmm. I have working wells because I, when, when it goes to hell in the handbasket, I know where I'm going, but you know, you look at, you know, everybody talks about racism and systemic racism. Well, here's my problem. 
you can't sit there and say that it's somebody else's fault when you're letting prisoners go and the crime starts skyrocketing. Say, well, where's the police? Where's this happening? Yeah, I mean, oh, I would, no. I would hate. The I would, Remember I that? Would, I would hate to be. I would hate to be a cop right now because oh, they're, God, they're, yeah. when they they suit up every day, there's already an intensity. And there, they, there, were, there was already a story. Uh, what last night that uh, two officers in South St. Louis were shot. One was shot in the head, and another one was shot in the leg, and he's stable. But this other guy's critical. Yeah, and but, it was because of a fight at a bar. Like really? I dude, I. And and you're you know and and then and then the whole Kenosha Wisconsin thing. The reason that the reason that went down is because look, man, the guy was a bad dude. And I'm gonna I'm gonna quote uh, I'm gonna quote Joe Biden here when he was talking about corn pop. He was a bad dude. He was not a good guy. He what he had a fender bender with a couple, and I can't I don't know what his name is because it's not important. Screw that guy. But he had a he had a fender bender with a, a another couple. And he, I, I guess he had a gun. He had a, some sort of, some type of weapon in his hand. And that's why, and he was walking away from the police when they were giving him commands to stop. Well, he, they already tried, they tried to tase him twice before that too. Right. It wasn't like they went to deadly force instantly. They, I mean, right. I don't know. Here's my thing is when it comes to the media, I, I, I distrust the media so much that I don't want to make an assumption on anything because I don't know what really happened. Cause you're going to hear the one side that says, Oh my God, it's everything. But what happened to that little kid that the guy come up and executed the five-year-old? You don't hear exactly. about that. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, and then uh, there was another, there was another guy. There was another guy who uh, a, a black dude who put his knee on the neck of a white kid and oh, he yeah, started to choke him out. You know, he's in jail from what I read. He's, he's in jail, but Good. You know, yeah, exactly. You know, but I'm, I'm that's gonna, I'm gonna that's. Say this, and I'm going to be 100 percent honest. You mess with my family, it's going to be a different thing. I, I will go to jail for my family. Mm-hmm. I don't care if I spend the rest of my life in prison protecting my family. Then I lived a good life, and I mean that. People yeah. are so screwed up in the head right now, and, and the media is not helping. I mean, I, I think a mm-hmm. lot of it is um, social panic. They're trying to panic the people. They're trying to, I mean, realistically, they're trying to do an uprising. I mean, look, we have a communist that was what almost was the Democratic national freaking, uh, what do you call it? The candidate. He was, he's a, a proclaimed socialist. Mm-hmm. You know, um, Thomas Jefferson has a great line. He says, the tree of liberty must be refreshed from time to time with the blood of patriots and tyrants. It's its natural manure. And I'm sorry, man. Like, the silent majority is becoming very, very quickly not silent anymore. And they're very, very, and the silent majority is the ones you got to be scared of because the silent majority is only going to take it for so long. And you're starting to see it. You're starting to see it. Yeah. And it's starting, they're starting to rise up. And it, it makes me nervous because as an ex soldier, you know, I, I swore no to defend um, my country from all enemies, foreign and domestic. But, you know, just like in the Civil War, brothers fighting brothers that's scary but if it came down to my life or my family's i will gladly lay down my life without question without hesitation i will gladly put mine down and as a great man once said i'm i would i would be remiss if i didn't mention this i would only have one life to i wish i had more lives to live for my country at that point because mm-hmm. i'm i'm you know i i every time i see the police officers they know my son they give him these little badge stickers every time they drive by they see him outside they give him you know those little badge stickers mm-hmm. and I, I i don't envy them because they're no matter what they're on the back end of it something happens they're going to be blamed as you know i i mean i've been pulled over by a black cop i've been pulled over by white cops do i notice the difference in skin color when they're pulling me over for speeding no no they're going to give me a ticket the same way right i I, do i am i fearful i I work in east st louis 
And most of the people are very kind, nice people. I drive by every morning and the same guys are outside. They're getting ready for work. They wave at me when I drive by. Do you think they're looking at my skin color? No, they're good, wholehearted people. Like I have people tell me all the time, you're working in East St. Louis. It must be rough. No, most of the people are just hardworking people that just, this is where they live. Nobody's mean. Nobody's ignorant. I, I haven't been followed. I haven't been nothing. Right. I, I don't, majority of people don't look at skin color. Right. But you're jamming it down my throat that I, I was a racist but from the day I was born. Show me when. I agree, brother. I agree. Let's uh, let's change the topic for just a little bit. We got sponsors, dude. We have a sponsor. We have a sponsor. Yeah. Check this out. I got a I got a message last night from a from a company that said, "Dude, we love your show. We really want to to help sponsor." So I have so they asked if I'd say this line, and I said, "Absolutely, I will." Morning mixtape now brought to you by Tanya Harding's Power Bars. Now with more lead. Thank you. We'll take our money. Yeah. So that oh there's, there's... oh, we just got another message. We just got another message. Hold on. They're typing it. Hold on. Heard you're doing sponsors now on morning mixtape here. We're going to spot. We're going to help sponsor you too. Lorena Bobbitt's barbershop. Don't worry. We just cut hair. Oh my God. <laughs> Isn't oh that great? God. We got sponsors. Oh my goodness. <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness. Oh, so we awesome. just got another message. Oh, one more, one more. And then we can, and then we have to, then we have to uh, split it up. Lifestyle to pay. We're crooked. <laughs> oh my goodness gracious. <laughs> oh my God. I, I had one too, but I lost it. People are just hitting us up, man. It's great. <laughs> HR, you just got a, uh, you just got a message from uh, Hulk diapers in, in the, in the comments, man. What is going on right now? I have no <laughs> can't even do it dude I can't. oh my god you just i'll do it with, you i'll do it with so much conviction i'll do it i'll do it <laughs> thank you hulk diapers hulk diapers for when the smash is not enough it's like an all weekend bender with taco bell and white castles now with floral scent <laughs> <laughs> thank you hulk diapers and we'll we'll take our money but yeah I, th I think we're gonna owe the money after these oh my gosh yeah you gotta admit, you gotta admit that was a good idea, though. Getting sponsors, yeah, it was a great idea. I love it, man. Uh -oh, oh, hey, I got uh -oh. a message. I got a message. What? Oh, the get, morning mixtape to us, brought to you by Drowsy. Fast acting as the name says it all. Soon you'll be riding like Biden. Make sure the television. The, excuse me. Make sure you have the record player on at night. The the, the phone. Drowsy. <laughs> Oh, we forgot about Odin's eye patches. Oh, Odin's <laughs> eye patch. How could we forget about Odin's eye patch, man? So the morning mixtape today is brought to you by Odin's eye patch, lighting proof and to cover that pesky extra hole. Trust I, <laughs> Odin's <laughs> eye patch. Oh, uh oh, we got another one. We got another one. <laughs> oh, this one is from uh, Hardy's hairspray. Hardy's hairspray. Donald Trump's best friend is Hardy. <laughs> I think that I think that's a sister company of uh, Lifestyle Toupees. Yeah. Oh, yes, it is. Yep. And again, we'll 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 sponsor them again. Lifestyle Toupee. Recurring. Oh, I got a I got a message. Tanya Harden Lead Bars. When your opponents get too close, don't be afraid to go for the gold. <laughs> <laughs> is that is that a parent company of the Power Bar? I guess. Oh my gosh. <laughs> they they just sent us a message now with more pop. <laughs> oh. Oh my God, we, we we totally went off the rails with this one. 
for, for grandma, don't judge me. Please don't judge me. <laughs> we need to, we needed to keep it a little lighthearted, man. After, after the conversation we just had, like, and if there's any other sponsors out there that would love to sponsor us, hit us up morning mixtape at gmail.com. You, you know, what's, you know, what's funny about this. So have you been noticing in reality, have you been noticing we'd be getting, we're starting to get a lot of people that follow the morning mixtape on Facebook. Yeah, have we are. Noticing that? Yeah, I mean, I mean, crazy. but I, but how come we can have all these followers of our morning mixtape, but we only have seven listens, and four of them are us, and two of them is my grandma. Yeah, she has to hit it, and then she forgets about it, and has to go back and hit it again. Follow us, like us on uh, morning mixtape at Facebook. Find us on uh, Twitter, morning underscore mixtape. There's a, been a lot of other podcasters that have been following us on Twitter too. I've noticed that we, we got an email. Oh, did you did you see that we got an email? We got an find email. You, yeah, it was uh, find your Russian bride. Oh, nice. Yeah, I got an email the other day from uh, I think it was Eduardo D. Powell or some crazy thing like that. Get this, check this out. He has cancer and he's rich, beyond rich, and he he says that. He's terminal. His family is has left him. He's he doesn't have a family anymore, or they passed away, or something like that. And he wants to send me money. He wants to help me out. All I got to do is send him five thousand dollars U.S. dollars, and uh, then he'll send me five million. I'm gonna be rich, HR. Oh yeah, oh yeah. I'm gonna be freaking rich, man. But but on a, on a real note though, I mean, I love doing this 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 podcast. Brought, <laughs> <laughs> but you know, we really do have a sponsor. Oh. Okay, we have a sponsor, a real one, right? Yeah, eastwesttradingllc.com. If you want to buy or sell, go to East West Trading, click on the buy or sell, create an account, boom, it's there. Now, granted, it's endorsed by me because I'm the one that created the website for my company, but (laughs) but my, you know, so I I got my feedback on that. So, you know, I I launched that website. Um, Great people at Tracker Designs, they will create you a website. They are great. They're great in this app now. Um, yeah. just, just ask for Chris. Um, and I'm, I'm going to, I'm going to plug him cause he did. Have you looked at that website that we created? I have, that, I have looked at that website. And those was, guys did some crazy good stuff on there. Uh, yeah. I saw the, I saw the website and it looks really, really good, man. And, um, I was going to ask you East West trading. What do you guys do? What, what is East West trading? Okay. So, so here's the story. So I started working there about a year and some change ago. Um, started out as the warehouse manager, went from the warehouse manager to the VP of operations. And now I'm, I'm the CEO of the company. It's not a big company. But, uh, thank you. So we were in the recycling trade. Um, and, and in our previous podcast, we have talked about recycling and how I think it's a scam because it, it, it recycling is good, but you're paying extra money for essentially the same thing they're going to do anyway. Um, the way they sort, um, mm-hmm. we can go into, I can have a whole podcast about how recycling don't pay extra for recycling. It's easier just to take it and recycle it yourself and it's cheaper, but we'll go there. So we were in the recycling trade. Well, the recycling market, when the tariff in China happened, it, it started to die off because a lot of the other countries are what people don't realize is most recyclables that stay here, unless it's a premium grade product, get shipped overseas, China, Vietnam, Malaysia, India, it gets shipped overseas and they refine it and they send it back to the United States as either another product or pellets. So they can make, you know, they can make it another product to here. Well, when the tariff in China happened, everything kind of slowed down. So um, they weren't taking our plastic. A lot of the countries are saying, Hey, look, dude, we're not, we're not going to take this anymore. They, they've set timeframes. Uh, I think Vietnam is like 2022 or 23. Um, India is not t- really taking our stuff. China pretty much blockaded everything coming in and out of there because, you know, they're at that little tariff war. Um, 
So I, I one day I was sitting there talking to my boss. I said, you know, why don't we create a website to trade um, recyclables? Just like, you know, we'll be the brokers. We're forwarders. We, we have the access to be able to ship in and out of the country. Yeah. And he said, yeah, let's do it. So we kind of looked into it for a couple months. And I got with uh, Tracker Designs, a great company, guys. If you're thinking about a website, go to Tracker Designs. They're fair price. They do great work. You're part of the process every step of the way. Um, just ask for Chris. Yeah. Um, but in reality, it's it, it was going to be for straight recyclables or just by truckloads. You can just anywhere we could get the freight where it needs to go. And then we said, okay, well, well, let's not stop there. Why don't we get product on there and sell it? Like yeah. A and, and I'm looking at all this product, man. You got hand sanitizer. You've got uh, baseball bats. Mm -hmm. You've got, oh gosh, I'm going to page two here real quick. Uh, it's it's mostly, it's mostly, we have N95 masks that are, are, are actually going to be here this week. Nice. Um, we have N35 masks. Um, and we're going to have more that are more decorative and, and a little more thing. Um, but we're, we're not stopping there. Uh, we hired a marketing team. Um, mm -hmm. They start on Tuesday. Um, they're going to be get, we're going to get with them. And we're going to start marketing for, they're just going to be calling people because we can't do it on our own. We're a small company trying to get bigger. Sure. Um, but as, as we're going, I have to hire new people and I, I'm going to have one complaint. Okay. You ready for this? I have a complaint. I'm ready. Yeah. And I don't complain very often. I have my opinions, but I don't complain. Have you ever known me to be a complainer? No. So people are begging for work right now, begging for work. Mm -hmm. I post on indeed. Um, what was that other one? Not glass door. There was another one. Zip recruiter. Zip that I'm looking, yeah. I'm, I, I posted and if you go through zip recruiter, they put it on multiple sites, you know, they'll, they'll put it on indeed. Post. So I'm looking for an executive assistant to work for me. Okay. An executive assistant. Um, they're going to be helping well, us with everything. What is, what is the job title of an executive assistant? They're, they're pretty much going to take, uh, my boss came to me, um, Wednesday and said, I'm pushing you too thin. I'm pushing you thin. And I said, I said, yeah, because I'm, I'm starting to lose things. Cause I'm trying, I'm still, we're still running the recycling plant when the website mm -hmm. takes off. Um, we're, we're in the process of building an app now. So we're going to have an app. So it's going to be on Apple and wow. Android here. Yeah. We're, we're getting it done. Um, on the back end of that. So I need somebody to help me with everything. Cause we're still doing recycling, even though it's kind of slowed down, we're still pushing product. Then on top of it, I'm doing the website and all that stuff that you see on the website, uh, LB, mm -hmm. literally, I put that, like literally put it on there myself. Like I have to go in and physically take the pictures and put everything on there. Um, so I'm stretching myself then because I'm, I'm working deals, trying to get the website up running. I'm still doing recycling. Plus I have to do payroll. I have to do everything else because I literally do everything. Um, and I don't mind it. So I, I have to, I need to hire somebody that can help me take some of my plates. So they may be working on the website one day. They may be doing sales one day. They may be doing, it's just somebody to help me do everything and keep yeah. me on track. Guess how many people I've had it up since Monday. Guess how many people have applied for the job? How many? Cause, cause I'm looking at the job right now. And it's, it's been up four days mm -hmm. and, um, I found it on Google. Actually, I Googled it. I Googled East West trading executive assistance and boom, it's right there. So how many people have already applied for this, for this position? Okay. So for on Indeed, mm -hmm. I have five on, um, ZipRecruiter three. Wow. That's it. Wow. And I'm not paying, and I'm not paying cheap money. I mean, it's it, cause not only are they going to get a, a weekly salary that mm -hmm. we pay weekly, they're mm -hmm. also going to get commissioned. They put something on the site and it sells. I'm giving them a commission on everything that sells off of there. Wow, I've had okay. whopping, I've whopping, I've had seven people apply, eight people apply. Mm. That's it. And, and, and everybody's talking for a job. I mean, and it, it, we're pretty, and you know me, me as a boss, I'm pretty laid back. I mean, I need things done and I expect them to get done. Mm -hmm. But if you're doing what you're supposed to, I'm not going to hassle you. And yeah. I can't get anybody to apply for a job. Yeah. In an economy where people are begging for work. So that tells me there's something wrong with what's going on. Because I'm like, I, I applied, I had an executive assistant that I was applying for before. Uh, midsummer, 
and I got about 200 responses. And this is right. And you know, when it's about it, I, I was looking to fill the first position right as the stimulus was ending because people didn't want to work well because they were making more money sitting because home they were so. making more money staying home than they would putting in a full day's work yeah but in but in reality lb as the stimulus packs was running out i got an overwhelming overwhelming response from it i had up for two days and i was like 200 people that applied wow. for the job wow but now that they're talking to re recoup the stimulus money guess what's happening nobody's going back because they're waiting for the stimulus drop and off I'm just man. trying and, and, and the crazy thing is you can't promise, you can't make a promise on a stimulus package because you're going to wait because it's got to get approved by Congress and Congress is going to sit on their hands. So it's easier to just look, it's easier to just go out and find a job. Here's, here's my thing though. When I was hired at where I work now, I was hired when the coronavirus was just starting to be talked about. And then cases started to get higher and higher and uh they were talking about a shutdown they were talking about you know people are going to be quarantined uh to their homes so that we can slow the spread especially here in illinois so my boss he didn't want to have to but he let me go so i was out of work for four months and out of those four months yeah i collected the stimulus check because i had to i had to live and nobody in especially where I was working was hiring and I'm not going to go anywhere else and work because I want to work and do what I want to do. I but, that, but you, but you looked for a job while you were doing that. I did. I did look for a job. Well, here's the thing. I had to apply for the state of Missouri and the state of Missouri said right now, you don't have to look for work because the there's, there's nobody, there's nobody hiring. So I didn't look for work for three months. And I, it was, it was a full month that I, that I went out and I looked for jobs, man. I, I sent my stuff out to everybody that I could. And finally my employer, my former employer called me or texted me back and said, look, we need you. You know, we didn't want to let you go, but we have to have you back. I said, okay, cool. Yeah. Now, you know, when you, when you said that, I was thinking of the Titanic song. You're like, they, we want you back with near far, wherever, <laughs> wherever you are. Yeah. <clears throat> that's what I thought. But I mean, I understand. I understand um, why I get people it. don't want to And that's I, what I told my boss. I said, when, when he sat down with me and told me, hey, look, I got, I got, I hate to do this, but I got to let you go. Yeah, I was brokenhearted because, you know, I had just started that job not too long ago. And, and you loved it. I remember I talking to you. Loved yeah, it. I loved it. I love what I get to do every day. And he had to let me go. And I, yeah, I was brokenhearted. But when he called me back, it, it four months I sat and I, I just realized that, okay. This is this is the reason why he had to do what he had to do. And I get it. I totally get it. You know, there was no there was no bad, bad blood or anything like that. You know, I love what I do. I love my boss. My boss is the best boss. Pretty one of the best bosses that I've ever had um, out of all the bosses that I've had. And I've had some really good bosses and he's just one of them. But it, it sucks to be let go from from a company that you and from a from a place that you love. There is hope around the bend and people need to go out and find that hope. You know, it's not just going to come to you. It's not, you know, you can't, you can't bank on another stimulus check that we don't know is going to happen or not. Cause I've heard so many, I've heard so many stories about, Hey, we're going to get another stimulus check. Hey, the stimulus check has been put on pause because of Congress. They can't, they can't decide on how much they want to, but that's, that's what I was touching give. on earlier. Well, that's what I was touching on earlier. Yeah. You know, people need help and they're trying to pass, spend money where just get the people help man right. you're you're put in the place of government to be because everybody one of the things that really annoys me when people say oh we're a democracy we are not a democracy we are a republic if you listen 
which which I think they should do more. The, when, when you put your hand over your heart in the morning, do you remember when we were kids, we would do the Pledge of Allegiance every day? Yep. And I believe that that instilled some sort of pride. And I'm a firm believer that when they said, oh, it's unconstitutional to say the Pledge of Allegiance, mm-hmm. um, they don't say one democracy. They say one republic because we are a republic. So if you're in Congress and the people have elected you to be there, you're working for the people. Yep. You're there because we elected you to be there to represent us. And you're trying to pass money for solar panels and and all this crap the people are hurting get off your ass do what the people need and get it done with stop making excuses stop i agree i totally agree and here's here's and that's and that's non-democratic republican if i don't care who you are if the people need help help the people that's why you're there to help the people and here's 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 another thing to to the folks out there that are that are sitting there and waiting for another stimulus check don't don't wait on Congress. Get your ass out there and find a job. Get apply at East West Trading Company. If you think you're a qualified candidate, apply. It doesn't hurt to apply. And guess what? If you get told no, go out and do it again, man. That should be that should be motivation. If you if you were told no, sorry, you're not qualified enough for us to to, to work here. That should be motivation enough for you to get off your ass and do what you need to do to get it done, brother. Get it done, man. When I, when I got laid off um, before I took this job at East West, I was I was pounding the pavement. I mean, you know me. I'm once I'm on it, I'm on it. And for seven weeks, I didn't have a job, and it was the most depressing time of my life because yeah. I, for one, I have I'm, I have to look at my son every day, and he say, "Daddy, why aren't you going to work?" You know. <laughs> Well, little man, you know, daddy's trying to find a job. And I, I believe that everything that you do mm-hmm. is a stepping stone for the next thing. So if you're, if you don't get that job, that was a good learning experience. Learn from it. What did I do wrong? As you know, one thing that I, I had a, um, a great thing that happened to me and I, and I preached this on LinkedIn. I had a, a girl ask me, so I, I didn't, I didn't choose her for a job. She was kind of a mid run candidate. I mean, she was, she, she presented herself well, but her, you know, and I don't, I don't try to look at skills because what for an assistant position, you have to deal with me every day. And and my brain goes, <laughs> well, my brain goes a mile a minute. So I'm, I, I'm constantly have to be scattered. I mean, for my job, you have to have ADHD. You have to, because you can't focus too long on one thing. So I, I, this girl applied and she just, she kind of droned it. I mean, she was really, really nice. She, she had some of the qualifications I needed, but I try not to look base everything off qualifications because some of the best hires I made are people that had no experience. Mm-hmm. And about two weeks later, I get an email from her and say, Hey, I, I know you already hired and I know you already hired somebody for the position. Can I have feedback on my interview? Okay. She goes, because I have another set of interviews and I want to be better at this one. And I'm thinking, yeah. So I stopped what I was doing to take the time to respond to her mm-hmm. because she asked me what her feedback she's because she was trying to improve herself. That's awesome, and that, man. And that merit alone, when I was trying to hire for this, I tried to call her back to bring her back in and she'd already accept another position. But I, I sent her feedback. I said, you know, look, it wasn't what you said. I said, you, you were not, you just weren't very peppy during the, you know, I'm, I'm going a mile a minute. I need somebody that's going to have that same momentum as me. Mm-hmm. And I said, honestly, your qualifications were there for what I was looking for. But in the same sense, I just didn't feel the energy from you. Like I wanted you to smile. I wanted you to, you know, I wanted you to let's get it done. Let's do it. And you just kind of didn't show me that. Mm-hmm. And it had nothing to do with your credentials. It's how you presented yourself. And she said, thank you. And she responded back, thank you. I need to know that. The very next interview she went on, I guess she did it differently because she got the job. 
but you know us. what? It's it's because of people like you that actually took time, sat down and said, hey, here's what you did right. And here's what you can improve on. If you go to an employer, a future employer, and you you doing it, you have an interview and you think it goes smooth, but they think it went another way and you're still questioning yourself, email them email them. That's not going to hurt to send them an email and say, Hey, look, I, I know you probably, I haven't heard from you in a while and that's okay. But you know what? I would like feedback on the interview that I had with you. What can I improve on? What, what did I do? Right. What did I do wrong? And they'll tell you half the time. They'll tell you most, most of the time, a good employer will sit down and tell you what you did right and what you can improve on. And that to me just, speaks volumes well yeah because and, if you're going for a job you need to know where you failed I well mean, because- and, and it's 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 not yeah i mean that that totally but it's you know these these employers i think i think that these employers um are in too into what they do day to day right they're too into to what they to their day-to-day operations and what i mean by that is they're just so focused they're so narrow-sighted that they they have a candidate come to them and they say oh well you know this is what the job requires can you do it nope okay bye they don't give any kind of feedback as to what as to what hey here's a you know no i didn't hire you but and and i thank you for reaching out and and coming in for a conversation but a lot of the a lot of these uh, folks who are going in for a job and they sit down, they never send a follow up letter. They never send a follow up email. And here's- well, I, I hated that. Like when you, especially when you go through an interview, and and you because you, you know the thing is though it sucks. Interviews are very draining. Mm-hmm. They're mm-hmm. they're very draining because you know you're up against competition. You know deep down. That you want that job. But but in reality, though, I, I when I was interviewing and now being on the other side of the table, I'm thinking mm-hmm. to myself, did I was I interviewing for the money or was I interviewing because I like the job? Exactly. Because in, yeah. it, that's it's the thing. It's like you love what you do. I love what I do, mm-hmm. which is rarity. It, you know what? What is the saying? It, if you do something you love to do, you'll never work a day in you, your life. You were born. Yeah. You know, when you were born to do something, when you get that opportunity to do what you want to do or do what you you've. Uh, been gifted to do and some people like flipping hamburgers some people like do working at east west trading company some people like doing what i do some people like uh driving a bus to take people other places some people enjoy their jobs some people don't and if you are one of the people that don't enjoy your jobs stick with what you have now and better yourself go to school that's what i did I do something. I worked loss prevention. One of the one of the most dangerous jobs that you could ever do by saving a company their their money from people stealing stuff. I worked loss prevention for several years, man, and I I got to the point where I hated it. So I went to school to better myself and do what I wanted to do, and I did. I went to school. I still worked where I worked. Still tried to catch the the bad guys from stealing and run them out of the store. But guess what? Four or eight, eight, nine months later, I got a, I got a certificate. I got a, I got a diploma. You know, you know and, the, and the funny thing is though, you know, even when you're growing up, I always saw you on the radio. I always did. I mean, your knowledge on, on music and your knowledge on um, how the internal workings of a radio station 
where I always saw you in radio. And when you were doing loss prevention, that's when we kind of lost track of each other there for a bit. Yeah. Um, I, I knew we, we had had a few brief conversations over Facebook and things like that. But like in reality, I always saw you doing what you're doing and I knew you'd love it. And, and I knew when you said, oh, I'm going into broadcast, I'm like, I already figured you were, I, I, I figured you were already there. Like, I'm mm-hmm. like, okay, well, you know, me, I, I didn't know what I wanted to do. Once the baseball thing kind of fizzled out and I got injured, it kind of fizzled out for me. And I didn't know what I wanted to do. So I bounced mm-hmm. around like a beach bottle Nickelback concert. Because <laughs> that's because that is the best thing to do when you're at a Nickelback concert is to bounce a beach ball and don't yeah. listen to the band because God knows they suck. Hey, I did like Rockstar, though. I'll admit. I did not like Rockstar. I liked, uh, oh, God, what was that Nickelback tune that I liked? Uh, uh, I just heard the news today. <laughs> Um, is that are you talking about that song no oh god what is the name of that tune uh uh it's it's uh talking about basically it's talking about like physical abuse oh, that's a, that's what that's what i get whenever i listen to him anyway physical, right. <laughs> oh, Yo, okay look, look when they were yeah i know when they were popular everybody loved them and then i don't know where it started that they were terrible because he has a decent voice. He, it's not bad. I just think that. Yeah. Like just that. We, oh we were, no, you're talking Creed. Oh yeah. Either way. It's the same thing to me. <laughs> but you ever oh. dream about, did you ever remember nineties music? God, it was yeah, always. What we grew up to man. Yeah. But did you ever realize if you listen to it now, it's just a bunch of mumbling. Yeah, I know. It's, it's like, I mean, think of glycerine. It's like, dude, you can't understand what they're saying. And then I, we were so into it, except when Limp Biscuit came out with Faith. Remember, everybody had the, oh, yeah. the haircut. Oh, my oh, God. Oh, yeah, dude. Yeah. Oh, my God. I still got a Limp Biscuit shirt in the closet that I can't wear anymore, but I, I keep it because it's nostalgia. You oh, know? Did you, we had the, the commercial, the one last time we talked about a few episodes back about the, the, the it was Nookie and it was stuck in her CD changer. Uh-huh. And then she gets a new collar. And then Fred Nurse is walking <laughs> across the street. She looks up her eyes grow big and he gives her the nod. I'm like, oh, that's awesome. Like, I, I that's what I think. Cause like they, they were great. They made like two or three good CDs and then they just disappeared. Like literally they just dropped off the map. You figured you out from, uh, oh God, I hate from that song. Nickelback. Yeah. Oh, I hate that song. Figured you out. It's not bad. Flat on the floor is not bad. And this is from the, this is from their long road, the long road record. I don't like feeling way too damn good. I think it's stupid. I think it's just redundant song. Uh, but there's another if listen if you listen to the 90s songs though like the cd was all the same type of songs i mean i mean um even uh what's that one um oh god if you, so you think of that and i'm going to tell you who the worst mumbler was back in the 90s are you ready for this i'm ready let's do it nirvana i mean kurt cobain just just mumbled and but, the, but he that just, was he just screamed. But he changed it he but he changed that was that that was that west coast seattle grunge he yeah he made that craze. I mean, I remember me when he died. I was in eighth grade, and I remember a buddy of mine. His name was well, Scott. Well, no, it was a group of people who actually made that, who made the Seattle grunge. But no, but I'm saying he was like their first breakout, like real breakout. He had mm. that. I see. If you look at like REM, you look at some of the stuff like that. But I'm, I, I'm even going back to Mother Love Bone, dude. Mother Love Bone was okay. one of the first Seattle groups that actually influenced nirvana pearl jam Soundgarden. well no no i agree with that but i'm saying the, that went mainstream the, the like a super icon was hey did you did there was a guy i, I don't want to i want to throw something now that we're talking about nirvana did you hear that did you see that video with the hitman for hire like this like a little thing 
and he he made a statement. He was getting arrested or something. You have to look it up. I'll find the video and I'll send it to you. Where he's like, "Oh yeah, I off Kurt Cobain too." Like he brings it up. Yeah. And I and I said, "What?" And, and like I was watching it, and I, it was just like this random clip. And I was I was looking for something else, and and it was no, I was not looking up Hitman. It was just something that flagged. <laughs> it's like, what are you looking up over there, dude? No, it was. It, I was. You looking, got a vengeance against. <laughs> no, but I was looking up something else. Oh, I was looking up at the Epstein death. Oh, the we Epstein, were talking yeah. about it. Dude, watch that. that. Watch that Netflix thing, man. Watch that Netflix documentary on Epstein. It is nuts. It'll definitely open your eyes. Well, but but that's what I was doing. I was I was looking up something because we had talked about it on the show, and I was looking up Epstein, and this this random video popped up, and it had been up for a little bit. This was it was, it was on YouTube, and this guy he was getting arrested. They were talking to him, and he was a hitman. He's a well known hitman. Like people knew he was a hitman, but he was that good. I mean, he was still mm-hmm. free. He wasn't in jail, so he must have been doing something right. I mean, it, he was doing wrong, but in his profession, I guess he was doing something right. And he said, he goes, he said, he goes, oh yeah, and I offed Kurt Cobain, and he wow. just flat out says it. And they were talking about it. like they like whoever was doing it was behind like that was doing it. It was like a it was like almost like a mini docu series on Netflix and or not Netflix um YouTube. And they said he was in the area that like they've proven that he was in the area when this happened. I'm thinking, okay, why isn't this why isn't this well known? Because you think about it, think about some of the most famous, the, the Biggie, Tupac thing. Oh yeah. When we were younger, everybody was like, "Oh, it's it's the rivalry." They were they were friends up until like a month before that. And then, did you mm-hmm. see the one that they did? I think it was on A and E. They did a series about it, about Biggie and Tupac, and they were saying yeah. the guy admitted that he did it. He's like, "Yeah, I I offed him because he got to fight in a bar. It had nothing to do with East West, you know." Right. No, I. Got and he was in Vegas the, uh... and bought the gun, and I'm like, "Wow, yeah, that's crazy." I have I have a DVD, and it's it's one of Pac's. Uh, bodyguards and he talks about you know hey this is what happened in the at the mgm grand you know um the whole east west thing was going on and he went to a tyson fight somebody got pissed off and they got into a fight at a bar no they were in the bar they were in the lobby of the they were in the lobby of the mgm and they got into a fight because uh i think they i think one dude snagged uh pox chain and or went to snag Pox chain Pox, you know decked them and they all got into a fight and then it was a retaliation shooting at the stoplight yeah it like there was no but like but in this documentary that they were doing it was like they had famous actors doing it but they were saying that they know who did it but nobody i'm like it's it's crazy that they know who did it but nobody ever got right. arrested and they they, right. they talk about both sides and they know who did it and this how this happened and you know that when we were younger that was like a big thing. It was East West rival. Remember West side? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Doing that stuff? Oh, yeah, was- yeah. I wanted to go back to the, the nevermind and uh, Nirvana and Pearl jam. And when they came out, so nevermind was dropped in January of 1992 yep. and Pearl jam 10 was released on August 27th, 1991. So Pearl jam was one of the first groups in Seattle to get, their first record because 10 is their is pearl james first record yeah but you got to look at it like i mean look at this and this is how i look at it okay you know what you know okay so pearl jam i was never a pearl jam fan like i like certain songs i love pearl jam no i'm not saying they're bad i'm just i was never a big fan like i like some of their songs but i was not a big fan of like all the records yeah nirvana kind of like nelly rap was going a certain way right Mm -hmm. nelly comes on board and he's taking nursery rhymes from when we were kids and turn them into rap songs and it changed the industry. Like, it, but what I mean, and yes, I, in my mind, Nirvana was the first breakout. They, they really were there. The first breakout. 
is that really true? Eh, probably not. I mean, you've got Pearl Jam, and but Nirvana he, changed changed the way the music was done in the same sense. Even though Pearl Jam was very similar, I mean, they it's kind of like Southern California with Sublime and Three Eleven. That they have, you know, each region has their own. They have their own style. I never yeah. really was a Pearl Jam fan, but I did like Nirvana. I mean, look at Green Day. Look how Green Day did. I mean, they just yeah. randomly made up music. I mean, Beastie Boys. I mean, there, there's these. I mean, hell, even Eminem. He changed the way. I mean, he would talk about nothing and sell a million records. Mm-hmm. And I'm not a, I'm not a huge. I mean, yeah, I know. I like certain Eminem songs. Other ones I don't like. But I like Godzilla. I used to be a big Eminem fan, man. I, I guess I know. Call me a stan, but. Uh, oh, I know your I, hair was bleached and everything. I remember. I had blonde tips in my hair. I didn't bleach it the whole way, but I had blonde tips in my hair. I remember I that. I did. I did too. I was a. I was a tip frosting guy. Yeah, man. I just. I. You know. I used to be a big fan of Eminem, and I guess I just matured, and I'm not. I don't listen to him much anymore. And if I have do, you listened to have you have you listened to Godzilla yet? Yeah, I've heard Godzilla. I like that one. I started to not listen to musical artists that have a political opinion. Oh, I'm and with it, you on that. It pisses me off. It's like okay, dude, and and it and and let's talk about the whole Jack Flaherty thing for a minute. Did you hear about this? Uh, Jack Flaherty is not going to play baseball anymore because of the killing of the kid, and I can't think of his name, Jake, in Wisconsin in Kenosha. So because I didn't hear he, that, Jack Flaherty came out and said that he was not going to play baseball because of the because he was he was. Uh, protesting against the shooting in Kenosha. See, okay, we are part of Cardinals Nation, and, and we live, eat, breathe Cardinals Blues. When we had football, even though they were terrible, we still like like to watch the Rams. Dexter Fowler watch... was another one, too. Did you look up the Google machine? I did, yeah. Cardinals announced that Dexter Fowler and Jack Flaherty have decided to decline participation in the team's game against the Royals at Bush Stadium on Wednesday. The decision was made both by NBA and MLB players. Okay, look, when, when the nation is hurting, we understand it's hurting. I'm not saying that we're that our country is is full up back to normal. I don't think it's going to be. We have a lot of divides right now. Okay. I I agree with that. I mean, you can feel it going down the street, how people look at you, you know, being white, I'm getting looked at more than I've ever looked at in my life. I I don't see the color of somebody's skin. I see the the testament of who they are. That's what I want to see. And, you know, Martin Luther King coined that actually. That's paraphrased, but he, he's the one that said, don't judge me by the color of my skin, judge me the character I lead or something like that. He said that, but when the nation's hurting, there's few things that bring people together in St. Louis. What brings us together? The Cardinals. Cardinals blues. Yeah. Okay. I understand that you will make a solidarity. That's your choice. And I respect your choice. I really do. If you, if you believe it was bad, mm-hmm. I, do I believe that he should have been so- shot seven times? No. Right. Should I, I don't. do? I mean, do I believe that George Floyd should have had his, should have had a knee on his neck for as long as he did? No, I don't. Yeah, I don't. I agree with that. But in the same relevance, if you're going to bring together the nation, you playing is much more important for the nation to bring people together than taking a solidarity and say, I'm not, it's your choice. And I respect that, but you're, mm-hmm. you're there. Essentially baseball players are athletes, but they're entertainers. That's what they are. Yeah. It's, and it's, it's like, you want to, you want to take a stand. That's great. I'm okay with it. Mm-hmm. You're there to bring the nation together, whether it be football, whether it be baseball, whether it be hockey, you're there. When you go, when you go to a hockey game, you go to a football game, you go to a baseball game, nobody's looking at the color of your skin in the stands. They're looking at you supporting the same team that brings us together. I've I've sat next to black people, white people, Asian people, people that don't speak English at a Cardinal game. And we're buying each other beers and talking and having a great time at the end of the game because we were brought together for a sport 
because we love who we are and we love as a nation. Stop being a little baby. Get off your ass. Do what you're paid to do. If you want to bring people together, show them how to come together. Stop trying to say, I'm, I'm taking a knee. I'm doing this. Why? You're there because the country. Yes. Do I agree that we're divided right now? Yeah, we're divided. We are. I mean, it's it, you can feel it with everything you do. But in reality, you're there to bring us together. Stop making excuses why. Oh, Flaherty, I like you. I, I think you're a great pitcher. Awesome. Dexter Fowler, I like you too. You guys make your stand the way you want to. But if you're trying to stop division, stop, stop what you're doing and think about you're not dividing, you're, you're, you're dividing us more by making a stand. Bring right. us together. That's right. what we need. Bring us together. Well, I guess the same can be said for Jason Hayward of the Chicago Cubs. He was one of them too. And uh the Milwaukee Bucks were the first team to refuse to play in okay, the but, playoffs against but the Magic. Okay, but here's the thing though. They took what during the Boston Marathon bombing. We were divided then. We didn't know what was going on. We're on manhunt for the people. They they brought the colors out and said, We're Boston strong. When the riots happened in Ferguson, we were alive. We're, we're from that town. I mean, I, I literally grew up four miles from there. Okay. Ferguson, we used to go across there to go to the auto zone. The auto zone that they burnt down, we used to go there. I was there a week before that. My wife and I were. Yeah. We had Ferguson strong. We had St. Louis strong. BLM came out of that and some other lies came out of that. Um, Antifa. Antifa, things like that. But we stayed strong together. United we stand, divided we fall. There's a reason why we have that printed. Yeah. If you want to make things better, sit at a table and make things better. Don't tear up cities. Don't tear up, you know, tell people that they're racist. Don't tell people this because you know, all you're doing is you're creating a bigger divide that was already there. It's just becoming bigger. Stop. If you're, if you're, if you're going to scream in my face that I'm, I am something, at least have a conversation with me about it on why. <laughs> like, yeah. What, why, why, why do you feel like, uh, why do you feel this way? Yeah. That's what I want to ask people is, is, you know, they, they scream, Oh man, I hate Donald Trump. He's such a bad president. Well, why? Well, I don't know. If you're gonna say something, have some facts to back it up. Exactly. And and I and I've asked people that. Look, I've asked people because I I legit I want to know why do you not like Donald Trump? Why do you dislike Donald Trump? Well, he he gets on Twitter. Okay. Well, I mean, another pre other presidents got on Twitter, but I'll agree with that. Okay, I'll, I'll give you that. Maybe he doesn't under, you know, you know, maybe he doesn't uh, have the best uh, approach uh, approach on Twitter or the best uh, discussion well, on Twitter. There it is. And I give you that. But what about his policies? Do you not like? Well, I, I don't know. Well, if you can't tell me what policies you don't like, I mean, un yeah. black unemployment dropped. Um, he gave more money to colleges. I mean, he, but nobody wants to look at the facts. They want to look at opinions. Yeah. But Ben Shapiro says the backs. The facts don't care about your feelings. Right. We're going to have to wrap it up because little man wants to go get his haircut. <laughs> I don't blame him. He's poking you. his head out. He's poking his head. Uh oh. Little man, stay, stay right there, bud. I guess we probably should wrap this up. I guess so. Yeah. He's yeah. once little man wants daddy. He, mommy promised him mini golf today. Oh, mini golf. Nice. Well, have fun, man. Yeah. Sorry, guys, to abruptly in the middle of a conversation, but um, I'm home in, in my in my garage. I don't get to see the production team. Um, I think the production team's cutting the grass. As you guys will hear the humming in the background. Um, yeah, they they went outside to cut the grass because you know they're not making any money here. So, jeez, oh, I guess we have to wrap this up because that was a good show, though. It was a good show. show. Absolutely, it was a great show, man. It 
We touched on a lot of different things, a lot of squirrel topics, but it was it was good, man. I liked it. Well, that's why it's talk radio. That's why it's the next day. Follow us on Facebook, Twitter, you name it. We're there, man. Find Send us on- me an email. I don't need a Russian bride. The morning mixtape at gmail.com. I do not need a Russian bride. So somebody send me something. Grandma, I you send me emails and texts all the time. You don't have to do it. But everybody else, you can. Right. Find our podcast anywhere you get podcasts, man. Google, Spotify, Apple, anywhere. Your pot wait, no, not that's a different one. Oh, Google. Oh, wait. Don't forget about Thor's beard cream. Anti-static for the non-frizz. I just wanted to throw that out there. Oh, <laughs> uh, if any other sponsors want to help sponsor us so we don't have to make these terrible, terrible fake sponsors please oh help uh, help us out our, oh they're, our and they're gonna until we get somebody that actually answers us we're just gonna keep making stuff up um our sponsors are great um for the 49 cents that they gave us um but <laughs> i mean i that- mean if, if you if you look i i don't want i don't want to i don't want to say the uh the sign guy but i kind of yeah because it's funny <laughs> yeah but we'll get in trouble for that one <laughs> maybe it's our show we can do whatever we want Oh God! <laughs> I had I, I had it queued up, and then I put my phone down. Oh, just do it. All right, morning mixtape brought to you by I love you guys, the sign guys. Not only do the hearing impaired need them, we do too. Oh God! <laughs> All right, on that note, I'm out of here, guys. I'm um, out of here, yeah. little man. Little man, do your thing. Do your thing. Oh. And well, we're going to have some more um, wise words from Little Man coming up soon. Yes, we um, are. I, I have been recording them. So he, he, the one yesterday was hysterical. Hopefully we can get that queued up for the next time uh, with the grass. Daddy, you need to go cut the grass. Yeah. <laughs> Daddy, go cut the grass. Yeah, we'll get that queued up for, for, uh, for next time. So have a great one. And we will talk to you again soon. Send us an email. Find us on Facebook. Find us on Twitter. And until then, be safe. Be kind to one another. And God bless the United States of America. Yep, we love you. And for our first responders, e, you know, our ER doctors, everybody, we love you. We got your six, um, our veterans, you know, the, the time is now to be come together. So we love you guys. We've got your back. Let's unite. Peace. 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 We have to go now. Bye. Don't have to go. Bye. <laughs>